Hi, this is Stuart Weems and welcome to the Investopoly podcast. My goal is to give you simple, easy to understand strategies, insights and tips to help you master the game of building wealth. And in this episode, I'd like to talk about the three things that Paul Nugent taught me about investing in property. Now, Paul Nugent was the co-owner of Wakeland Property Advisory, a Melbourne-based buyer's agency. Uh, and uh, my business, ProSolution Private Clients, has uh, worked with, very closely with Wakeland Property Advisory for w- when we have clients that want to invest in property in Melbourne uh, for probably around 15 years. And so about uh, 14 years ago, I met Paul. Uh, he's the, He was the co-owner of that buyer's agency and he'd been a buyer's agent uh, for 20 years or so. Unfortunately, uh, Paul passed away on the 19th of November uh, this year and uh, he was an absolute true gentleman with uh, uh, an encyclopedic knowledge of the Melbourne property market and whilst I never would ever dare say it to his face, he had a great sense of humour as well. So he was really enjoyed, enjoyable to, to work with. Um, and I guess over the last couple of weeks, I've been sort of reflecting on our interactions, our conversations and the clients that we worked on, the presentations that we did together, which were numerous. Um, and uh, I really appreciate, um, obviously from a, a personal interaction level, uh, his, uh, our relationship and friendship uh, that we fostered over that time, um, but also, you know, the, the sharing of of knowledge, and obviously with Paul's passing, a, a lot of knowledge goes with him. Um, anyway, so I was reflecting upon that, and I was sort of thinking, well, what are the three things that um, Paul really taught me about uh, investing in property? And some of these might be a bit sort of unique, so they're not necessarily sort of generic uh, lessons. Um, and they were sort of unique to, to Paul, and that's what I'd like to talk about uh, in this week's podcast. So let's jump into it. Uh, so Paul's lesson number one is that some properties just take time. And I guess it reminds me of Warren Buffett's uh, saying that the stock market is an efficient device that transfers money from the inpatient to the patient. Um, and really a, a, a key ingredient to a robust, uh, low-risk, high-reward, long-term investment strategy, a key ingredient is time. You know, you really need to let time do its thing. But you also need to have the patience uh, to entrust that the fundamentals of investment um, will actually shine through in the long run, and that's quite difficult to do if you if you buy an asset that is ostensibly a, a fantastic quality asset but doesn't perform in the short run, and even in the medium term it doesn't perform, um, and it it really tests an investor's patience. Uh, but if you withstand that test, the rewards are definitely there in the long run. You know, I remember speaking to a really uh, very wealthy, very successful uh, business owner and property investor. He's telling me about a commercial property that he owned that he bought 10 or 11 years ago. And he said for the first nine or 10 years of owning that property, it did nothing. And in that, in the last year, it's doubled in value. So he's got all these returns in the last year. And I think it's a really good story to demonstrate what Paul was talking uh, was teaching here is that the fundamentals work in the long run, but you really do need to have the patience. And really, this is most applicable, I think, to entry-level investment-grade properties. So, you know, if you buy something that's a, you know has a very strong land value component, a house in a prime suburb like 
uh, Hawthorne in Melbourne, for example, you know, you probably don't need to have too much patient, patience. That thing will probably work pretty quickly uh, in terms of start delivering returns uh, relatively quickly. But if you buy an entry-level um, 1970s apartment in Richmond, for example, um, that, that doesn't, it's not very pretty but still has all the sound fundamentals, it's, it's possible you need to wait 20 years to really see adequate returns over that 20-year period. So, the, you know, the average return over the 20-year period will be okay. It might be that for the first 15 years, the return is very ordinary and you get all the return in the last five years. And that's what sort of Paul was sort of talking about. Now, we can't confuse patience with apathy. You know, we must absolutely review the performance of properties. But most importantly, I think we must review the fundamentals uh, with the property so that we can become absolutely certain that we've got a quality asset. If we've got a quality asset, close your eyes. You don't even have to cross your fingers. Close your eyes. It will work. Just don't focus on the... The returns, the returns will come if you're patient enough. And as Warren Buffett says, money will transfer from the impatient to the patient. The impatient people will go and sell that asset or not buy it or whatever, and you will be rewarded for your patience. The next lesson is that you should invest when your circumstances allow it and ignore other indicators, all other indicators. Um, and this is probably... Um, you know, really insightful advice, particularly in this market where there's a lot of negativity around property and property investment and so forth. You know, Paul used to say you should invest when your circumstances allow it, not any sooner or later than that. So really he says, say, run your own race and ignore all the negative media. And certainly, I mean, there's been a lot recently, hasn't there, with um, a, a, a small uh, retraction in property prices uh, in some geographical locations there have certainly been bigger uh, bigger falls um, negative gearing being uh, abolished by the ALP if and when they win the election next year which looks more certain than not um, and uh, things like credit tightening and so forth so a lot of negativity but as Warren Buffett uh, says and I keep quoting him but it, you know a lot of his quotes are really applicable um, uh, be fearful when people are greedy and be greedy when people are fearful at the moment uh, the media is quite fearful in respect to property and uh, the masses will follow typically follow that media um, so perhaps this is a, a really good time for you to become uh, in a way uh, greedy uh, but he used to say that Paul used to say that look there's never going to be a perfect time to buy property in fact there's always going to be a reason not to do so um, and, you know, he used to reflect on his own personal circumstances every time he's bought property. There were certain uncertainties uh, specific to his financial situation and also in the macro uh, market that would have been uh, arguably good reasons not to do so, not to go ahead and, and buy property. So if you, he, he would say, if you're waiting for this magical time for someone to sort of tap you on the shoulder and say, look, at now is the perfect time. There's no negativity whatsoever and there's only ever upside. Um, it, that time is just never going to happen and you'll procrastinate. You'll stay out of the market and uh, you'll never enjoy the returns and the opportunity cost is so significant. So it really comes back to focusing on the things that we can control. We can control to some extent how much money we earn. We certainly can control what we do with that money, so how much we spend and how much we invest. We can certainly control in the, the you know the assets in which we choose to invest in, um, and we can control our investment strategy. 
what we can't control, um, you know, um, tax legislation. We can't control markets. We can't control um, what happens um, at, at a political level. We can't control consumer sentiment, and we certainly can't control the media and what they like to talk about. So trying to focus on or focusing on those things that we can't control is really not going to help you in your investment journey and it's probably just going to create more anxiety uh, and as I said, it's not going to be a help. So um, Paul's lesson was run your own race. Invest when your circumstances allow it. Um, be prudent. Be conservative. Uh, have a well-thought-out strategy. But as long as you're doing those things, then just ignore the media and it should work out fine for you. And the third lesson from Paul was that most people truly don't understand how investment-grade property works. Um, and it sounds a bit arrogant, I guess, uh, but, but he was, but in my view, I, I think he's correct. There's a lot of people, you know, and particularly commentators and, and professionals, um, that really don't understand property well enough, uh, to give quality advice to their clients. Um, and there's a couple of, uh, I guess, points I'd like to make here. Firstly, um, we really need to be careful about the definition of property. So when, when Paul was talking about property, he was really only talking to investment-grade property, which is arguably maybe less than 5% of all the total properties in Australia. Whereas when the media talks about property, they almost refer to it as one big sort of homogenous mass, one big as if it's one big market. They're all kind of properties are the same, and we can make sort of generalisations. Obviously, we know when we make gross generalizations, it really waters down the, the impact of the commentary. I guess talking about the property market at a macroeconomic level, um, there's relevance in that, but that, that's not that relevant to making investment decisions um, because, you know, we're not looking to invest out the back of Burke. We're looking to invest in a prime blue chip suburb. Um, that, that there's, there's a stark difference between those two. So generalizations aren't going to help us. And so when you read commentary or listen to commentary in the media, do you need to ask yourself, are they talking about property generically or are they talking about investment grade property? And um, if it's the former, it's probably not going to be helpful to you as an investor. But putting that aside for a second, uh, Paul's comment was more aimed at uh, people that really were trying to talk about investment grade property. Um, and he would often pick holes in a lot of stuff that a lot of commentators would uh, put out there. And uh, I think, you know, part of it would be that, you know, they didn't have a full understanding. Uh, there's going to be another part, um, maybe the cynic in me, that says that, well, maybe they understood, but it wasn't in their commercial interest to really understand. And um, what they were espousing was more like what's in their best commercial interest rather than in their clients or an investor's best interest. Um, but the the key thing from this learning from my perspective is be very very careful who you listen to um and you know there's some there's some great people out there really knowledgeable uh people in the property and investment space that that I have a lot of time for that I listen to but you have to be very very picky and really understand and really appreciate does this person know what they're talking about um and I think there's no substitute for experience. So, uh, you know, knowledge is great, but experience really tells you how and when to apply that knowledge. Um, so when I look to, to um, uh, whether to follow someone, I ask two questions. Do they eat their own cooking? So, you know, have they built wealth using property? Have, are they doing what they say they're doing or are they just uh, talking about it? Um, and secondly, how long have they been doing it for? 
you know, people have, that have been doing it for many decades have seen many cycles, many situations, thousands of clients and good and bad properties, and you can't really uh, ever replicate that experience other than uh, doing those number of years. Uh, so there you have it. There's three lessons uh, from Paul. Look, I hope you get a lot out of that. I certainly uh, will miss our interactions, conversations and and uh, jokes and so forth. So I'm forever thankful in Paul passing on that knowledge to me and I hope me passing on to you um, uh, really uh, benefits you a lot. So that's it for now. Uh, until next week, bye for now.